0: Yeah. Anyways. And then I slept until Tuesday. <laughs> I How's slept until Tuesday.
1: Life? How's your sex life? Yeah. Okay, well, let's start. Let's I'm start. Like,
0: yeah, I'm like, somehow I had a better Halloween than yeah. Corey. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> when I did literally nothing this year. <laughs>
1: I did shrooms two days yeah. before and then slept.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I'll do shrooms on Halloween. That kind of sounds that'd fun. That would probably
1: feel really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> I, cut to me getting COVID all over again. I'm like, fucking Christ. <laughs> I give up. They're COVID shrooms. Yeah, they're COVID shrooms. They're just laced with COVID. It's like all up in there. Yuck. Well, um, shall we start? Yes. Hello, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Pause, pause, pause. Hello. And welcome to your favorite podcast. This is, anyways, How's Your Sex Life? We are your Halloween hosts. I'm Channa.
1: And I'm Corey.
0: And happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween, bitch. Get out your spooky and slutty costumes, put Hell on yeah. your spooky pasties cuz it's time to get spooky.
1: Put on your a spooky, spooky Halloween, Halloween playlist.
0: Y'all. Yeah. Oh, hi Simone. Simone. And it's going to be
1: a fun She's one like, because we got the last one taken away from us, so fuck that. I hope everybody yeah, had a good well, la- last like Halloween we- though. Like I hope y'all it, like you know had fun within your COVID quarantine group or if you yeah, didn't, or you were like even an even better person and just like stayed in with the people you live with.
0: Which we should have done. But I feel like we did a pretty good Halloween last year. Because that was the first we time. All the tested, year, we all got tested. And then we all got together. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time the whole year our friend group got together. Yeah. And it was super fucking fun. Yeah. And we had like a huge party. Oh, I mean, not a huge party. A party <laughs> with us. And then. <laughs> it was not a huge party. It was Simone just coughs. with family. <laughs> yeah. We decorated. We wore sunny costumes. We carved pumpkins. Corey made adorable uh, candy apples and chocolate cake. <laughs>
1: There it again, fun. it was not an enormous party. It just felt like it. There were 9 of us.
0: <laughs> and it was like literally we all got tested tw- at least once before we I got tested we once came. before game. Yeah. Um and then uh Corey's mom got COVID like 2 weeks later. No, it <laughs> was something. it
1: no, it was 2 weeks before Christmas. So she got COVID 6 weeks later. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. It, I knew it was around that.
1: I literally day. was well, out of work for 2 weeks. Came back the day before the day before new year's or not new year's day but christmas eve day so i literally was out for two weeks came back for a day and a half and then was gone for another five days (laughs) and got like like, paid for all of it
0: (laughs) you're like i'm a really good employee (laughs) Uh, you're like i'm mr manager like thanks bitch (laughs) thanks bitch well let's get started to this halloween episode because we have some good shit coming to y'all um first things first let's do the Tarot of the day, tarot really time, special because it's Tarot time for Halloween. We really need like a Tarot time song, like
1: Tarot time, know? Tarot time,
0: <laughs> Tarot time, time, Tarot time, Tarot,
1: tarot time. with Sony
0: or Disney sue us for doing the um,
1: probably both
0: Spider Man? Ooh, we get double? Oh DP'd wait, who owns the Sony? rights to that
1: song? I would say that. I actually don't know. I would assume so, I would assume Sony owns the rights to this. I don't know, man. I'm sure all of them yeah. could have lawyers good enough to, to sue us.
0: I would assume specifically Toby McGuire owns that song. No one no no one I else, bet though just we just need sued. a
1: half decent lawyer to play back my singing of that song and your singing of that song and I'm sure we didn't sing it in the correct key at all. So we're Yeah, safe. they're
0: like, "Was it really the Spider-Man? Yeah. Was it really?" Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, <laughs> No, no, wasn't bitch. even the fucking ballpark. Well, let's get started with tarot time. Tarot time. Tarot, 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 tarot time. <laughs> tarot time. Tarot time.
1: Tarot <laughs> time. Tarot time. Time. Tarot
0: time. <laughs> tarot time, time, tarot time. Everyone's pig. like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> it's the spider pig.
1: Mm. Drink, break.
0: <sighs> I'm not drunk at all, and I've already taken a full vodka shot. Well, it took like a shot and a Oof. half. Yeah. I'm, I'm also desperate. drinking
1: vodka. That's what's in my spiced apple um cider that Ben got me. Shout out to Ben, thank well, you. You, you. It's beautiful. Thank you, Ben. It tastes so good. I want one. It's really well, you know good. It has a cool asp can.
0: With us both drinking vodka, that means this episode's going to be slightly disastrous (laughs) because anytime we both drink vodka it's just like like, bye bye, bye." girls yeah it's like let's go girls it's like like super (laughs) sharp
1: everything's like super (laughs) like ah and then we end yeah
0: yeah everything's just like ah then just silence and then scream oh hi simone oh
1: simone what's up okay
0: bye simone hey girl
1: oh i got a cute ass card from my mom and my mom and dad it's so cute can you see it it's a halloween card oh
0: that's so, cute. so cute the
1: dog ran off with the skeleton's leg oh so, so my question hey. about your tarot time is so are we doing this like this is tarot for this is obviously tarot not just for us it's for everybody because yeah. this is spiritual it transcends time and space but Amen. are we <laughs> are we is this like tarot time for everybody on the date of this podcast release or is it like just for everybody whenever they listen to it?
0: I think it's for everybody when everyone listens to it because everyone can relate to tarot whenever. Yeah. And tarot knows, it just knows what y'all need. Yeah.
1: And depending on how spiritual or like metaphysical you want to be about it. Yeah. Like it'll, you can use it, use it to think and it's fun and use it to help you think about that day that you hear it. Or it's actually for you for that day when you hear it, just depending on how much you want to do it.
0: And it's similar to astrology, sorry probably ninety nine percent of our listeners, but <laughs> like I'm you shaking know, my head. astrology it, it can be pretty broad sometimes. You can like, hate you me.
1: Can, I'm okay with that.
0: Like you can and like I love reading my birth chart. I love CoStar. I love that shit. But you know, you can really kind of rel- you can relate to anything and
1: Yeah, so, I, like yeah. <laughs> I like reading the CoStar I like reading the Co thing that it says, like every three or four days it changes, you know? I Did like you reading You Did you
0: download that. CoStar after yeah, you wrecked your friend. the entire friend group?
1: What? What?
0: I don't even have my phone. We're not friends. Yeah, on we it. are. What? Yeah. I don't even know where my phone is. Well, now I need to read. I need to compare our birth charts, yeah, Corey. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't really know if I believe in astrology now. I need to compare our birth charts immediately, I'm Corey. literally <laughs> only
1: friends with you, Davis, and Hi. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm honored. We probably Wait, didn't. Wait, Chris, we too.
1: I think I, I think I am with Chris, too
0: cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler's triggered right now that you're not Does he have it? Co-star. Yeah, I we forced every single person in the friend group together. Okay, it. I will The only person that them. doesn't have it so far is Kai and Rachel, but they're next. We're okay, coming
1: for you. Okay, yeah, guys. I need to I need to add Jake and add Tyler.
0: It's fun. It's a fun time. Okay, I'm going to do tarot time for everybody. T Okay, some TT tarot time. And now some ASMR for y'all. Ooh, shit. Fuck. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. You like those? Oh, yeah. You like those fucking cards? All it is Spread is just it. like
1: Simone queefing into the mic.
0: Yeah, she's like meow. Phew. Hi's also queefing into the mic. <laughs> okay, hold on. Corey, tell me when you want me to stop shuffling. I'm moving my head away from the mic, so I will not be speaking. Okay. Yeah.
1: Seconds. I counted. Okay, I now- probably skipped like my pause, but I counted to thirteen for everybody. Thank because you. Because
0: it's Halloween. Um. So. Now I'm going to divide the tarot deck into three piles, A, B, and C. A being to the left, my left, mm-hmm. um, B being the middle, C being right. Okay. Uh, how do you want me to put it back together, Ho?
1: I want CBA.
0: C, B, A. How original? I'm just kidding. Bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: There's like six different ways I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. Know,
0: <laughs> okay Corey, what do you think it is let's test your intuition
1: what <laughs> out of the like I'm, 68 cards it could be <laughs> okay
0: i right, guess the number i'll tell you it's a number it's of a number the minors.
1: seven yeah.
0: wrong <laughs> 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 you're fucking wrong
1: cory turns out i don't have a fifth sense
0: <laughs> yeah turns out you're not a witch you stupid that was home. a mean reference is- by the way it is two of wands, everybody.
1: Ooh, I get two of wands actually semi often. <laughs> Fun I fact. I feel like
0: I feel like that's true. I feel like that's a true statement. I get wands.
1: Yes, I more get wands a lot.
0: A lot of people get it. Yes. Yeah, like I get cups all the time. You get wands, and uh, sometimes I feel like I, I pull swords for you. Sometimes mm-hmm. I never. I rarely pull pentacles for anybody. I though. get. Like, I get no wands really and
1: swords them. a lot. Yeah. I get, and then um, Major Arcana.
0: Wow. Don't show off, girl. Yeah, hair there. flip. <laughs> yeah, hair fucking flip. Okay, two of wands, my Halloween hose. With the two of wands, it's clear you're on your way to success. Yes, queen. Yeah, bitch. You're focused in on a goal and have boldly pointed all efforts in that direction. Since the suit of wands deals heavily with the mind, take the time to become aware of your thought patterns, specifically towards yourself what is the quality and tone of your thoughts mostly positive or negative how well do you treat yourself on the journey to your highest dreams oof Ooh, i like that it's also you know sorry you see her yeah that, like, freaked me out. Because, like, just from my, like, peripheral vision, I just see this dark being in my like, yeah, corner. Just, like, like, jumps up. Slowly rising up behind my shoulder. I was like, goodbye. I'm like, so the two of wands means <laughs>
1: Chana's death. <laughs> You're like, look it up. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Now, two of wands is a great card. It means that you are on your way to success. Yes. Uh, you need to continue to be focused. Continue um, thinking positive, And at least, like, take time to reflect on your thought patterns. Because, especially at the end, how it says... Um, how do you think of yourself, mostly positive or negative? In order to be successful, and this is not like just me talking, this is just you know, some g- some general advice. Most successful people in life need to, or at least try to, be more positive about the way that they think.
1: Yeah, you have themselves. to be. Yeah,
0: you ha- you have to give yourself a little bit of credit because you are you're on that path to success. Whatever that success means to you, you're on that path and give yourself a break and give yourself some credit and be positive about yourself because when you're positive about yourself too you'll be able to enjoy that success more instead of succeeding and then thinking well i could have done this differently i could have been here faster i could have done a b and c just enjoy it just enjoy it give yourself a break applause yourself because you know what you fucking have to sometimes and you're on the right journey and I love you guys. And this is a really positive card. So yay. yay. Good team.
1: Yay. Nice tarot time. My, my like two cents to that is that's probably like the biggest thing that I believe in for like, uh, that is relevant to the astrology or the tarot that we talk about is just, uh, is that like quote unquote for lack of like a better, Explanation. The secret, you know how that goes around. It's more just about like thinking positively and actively thinking about what you want and and putting that into yeah and manifesting that in your life. That's going to happen regardless. I think that that's just a normal psychol like a psychological phenomena that happens if you set your mind on something and focus on it and put your being towards it and then tell yourself that you're going to reach it and then throw and then Tom
0: Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston.
1: And then throw away <laughs> negative thoughts and focus on positive thoughts. Like you're you're not going to become you know president, and you're not going to like become a famous actress or whatever. But like yeah. you're going to go somewhere, and you're going to reach yeah. some sort of goals. And so th- and that's why I I, that's that. why I like tarot, and that's why I like the kind of uh, mystical things that because I most mostly just tie it into that base belief of like oh I need this to focus to help focus me and help aim my mind towards positive thinking so that I will actually better myself
0: yeah I love that like you might not get to the end goal that you thought you would yeah but no matter what you're getting to something you're getting somewhere you're succeeding yeah. at something and you're moving on and you're moving forward and that and it all starts with a thought and it all um, it really comes down to you know liking yourself more celebrating the little wins yeah go exactly. down that path everybody be a bad bitch go down, oh down that my path God, Simone stop scaring the fuck go out down of down me go down a path I can't follow Oh, Anna, you're breaking my heart. Obi-Wan's dick is bigger, anyways.
1: Oh. And his fucking beard. And his smile. Yeah. And his eyes. Ian McGregor, y'all. Hello Everyone, there. if we all mm. think about Ian McGregor Manifest. manifesting that he is bisexual and I can have oh, sex with him. We should have a threesome. We should have a threesome. Yeah. That would be exciting. That would be very
0: exciting for us. That'd be very That's exciting. How
1: we, if we just died, I'd be like, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah when we get married because my dream told me we were yeah um, for that's how we'll, tax benefits. We'll like yeah that's how we'll like consummate the marriage is that what the word consummate yeah consummate,
1: consummate the marriage, marriage
0: yeah uh by having a threesome with ian mcgregor Ian McGregor, I love it. yeah that's <laughs> how we'll do it
1: <laughs> okay well let's go on to my faggot fact speaking of threesomes Huzzah. in marriage
0: and Emma and McGregor. Ema McGregor. And we're going to talk about my fact facts. Okay,
1: so my fact facts is a two-parter just because it's Halloween, I wanted to give y'all something spooky. And yeah. Then I'm going to give you the my, and then I'm going to give you something queer. So, here we go. Okay, so on the first give us Halloween superstitions and then we're going to go into ranking the queerness of various horror icons.
0: Oh, 10 out of 10 for all of yeah, them.
1: Yeah, bitch. So, <laughs> Chana, why I'm going over Halloween superstitions, think about like numerous horror icons like Leatherface or Chucky or Pinhead or Candyman or Freddy Krueger and just like start thinking of your mind of like their queerness level. And all of this will be completely arbitrary because we're trying to have fun and we're trying to play a game. Um, No, 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 no. This is actually. (laughs) This is science. Change
0: of plans. This is a scientific queer based uh, podcast. No humor at all. Um, Corey, question about the queer scale. So are we doing the Kinsey scale or just like a. Are we doing like a Christmas to Halloween scale? Like Christmas equals straight. So yeah, that's what I was going to, that's just
1: about to lead into is we're making this fun, fancy, free, and we're not going to throw in the Kinsey scale because this, that can like get into territories of like offensiveness of like rating queerness of things. So we're just making this for us and for fun (laughs) and just rating, just like have arbitrary our own, like for each, for us together. We can come up with a scale like when we start going over it, but we're just gonna like have fun with it, okay? So, we're not gonna use the Kinsey scale, we're not gonna use the Kinsey scale because we
0: want to be not PC, yeah, right now.
1: Well, no, we're (laughs) just gonna have fun with it because I feel like if we try to use the Kinsey scale, that could get offensive, and I just don't want to,
0: yeah. No, it's not this is not serious, yeah, and that's all made up and
1: arbitrary, anyways. So, like, whatever,
0: yeah. On a scale of you know single dildo to double dildo, what how are words are they? What are words? Yeah. What is what is what are words? What is language? Sometimes <laughs> when there's some things that are more expensive are worse. <laughs> Sometimes Simone, don't do it.
1: Things that are expensive are, are more expensive are worse. I fucking oh love my god, that.
0: Simone just started slowly stepping on my laptop to close I'm all of Simone. this. Simone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, she, she has the crazy christmas eyes right now Whoa.
1: Like, it, she the, she's like oh God, time to pay I'm attention cr- to me
0: yeah she's like even though i know i have unlimited toys and food i need moms <laughs> to pay attention to me now
1: <laughs> okay so halloween superstitions so these are just like some specific superstitions about halloween night pretty self-explanatory so bats if you see bats flying around your house uh, in or around your mouth or your house. Mm. Um, it is a sign that ghosts and spirits are nearby.
0: Oh, if I don't say a fucking bat, I'm going to be so triggered. Pissed. I'm going to be so pissed. Um, I'm like, give me that, yeah. Halloween. Um, me black
1: cat. So this is for Halloween, Halloween day and Halloween night. Um, black cats. Black cats often are identified as witch familiars. We know this. Crossing paths oh, with a black sweet. cat on Halloween could be a sign of a witch nearby. Um, and it could also be a sign of death. It can be an, a sign of death omen. People will think that as well. Um, if you heard a black cat on Halloween and you, you will have seven years of bad luck and channel will come fuck you and fuck your mom and kill you all. Uh, um, if a black cat meows on your porch or near your window on Halloween night, a death will soon occur in the family ooh, dumb- or in oh. the household. Oh, that's kind of sad. That's um, a sad one. Um, candle uh candle snuffing that kind of sound, like, sounds like a sex thing <laughs> you
0: fucking dirty hoe <laughs> this is a goddamn fact fact <laughs> you're like today's episode what is candle, candle snuffing?
1: snuffing
0: it's when you put a candle in one's a-hole and then light the wick And you have to tell me what it smells like. I love it. That's candle snuffing. I love it.
1: And your your butthole like sucks up the essence of the candle and then blows it out in the face of somebody. And you have to guess it.
0: You have to queef out the candle snuff. Uh, (laughs) And that is called candle snuffing. Candle snuffing. snuffing. We already know that. That is actually my Halloween tradition. So I'm glad (laughs) we're talking about this.
1: You get like a... (laughs) You get like a witch's brew candle and just shove it up your ass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just shove it up my ass every single Halloween. Someone has to light it. Whoever I'm dating that year has to light the has candle to light the on candle. my ass. They have to snuff it.
1: <laughs> Love yeah.
0: it. Got to, got to do the aggressive everybody, somewhere Everybody right send
1: us your videos of candle snuffing on November 1st.
0: Yeah. As long as you're over the age of 18. As, <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. That goes without saying. <laughs> as long yeah. as everybody in that least... video involved. <laughs>
0: If I don't get at least one candle snuffing video from one of y'all, I'm gonna be so triggered. I'm gonna be like, "What is the point of this podcast?" I'm, done. If I'm, not I'm getting done with candle this podcast
1: snuff? if I don't get a candle snuffing video.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck y'all. Um.
1: So if a candle that is lighted snuff. as part of a ceremony blows out, so oh. even if our snuffing, our candle snuffing ceremony, that is a ceremony now.
0: <laughs> that is a. It's a ritual. It's a spiritual. experience. If it
1: blows out without any like. blowing it out so if it naturally blows out or supernaturally blows out is it a sign it is a sign that evil spirits are nearby yeah i like it yeah so crossroads if you go to a crossroad at halloween and listen to the wind it is legend has it that you will learn all the most important things that will befall you during the next 12 months that's kind of cool (gasps) oh
0: that's cool as shit you can also go to a crossroads
1: and summon a demon and make a deal with the devil um that's from both supernatural fun. um so yeah both are fun um, footsteps if Google. you hear footsteps behind you uh, on halloween night do not look back it may be the dead that are following you and turning back could mean that you will soon die so just don't do that Oof. i guess um jack-o'-lanterns a burning candle inside of a jack-o'-lantern on halloween keeps evil spirits and demons at bay we all know that yeah. um this is uh the, the the rest of the ones i haven't really heard that much uh spiders if you see a spider on halloween uh-huh. night on uh, night it means that the spirit of a dead loved one is watching over you that's so cute
0: but also dumb if you're my loved one and you choose to come back as a fucking spider <laughs> i'm gonna be so pissed the spider
1: is just an omen that that's happening
0: that's true but i'm still so pissed off about that i'm like why can't it be like a goddamn i don't know almost any do other do you dislike thing?
1: spiders even if they're like just like chilling somewhere
0: I hate spiders. It's because I of my hate baby them. blanket sitch. Yeah, because I watched like a thousand baby spiders hatch out of my baby blanket over my body. Well, and then you sucked yeah, up I the
1: straw, and there was a spider in it.
0: With the are yeah, you straw almost with sucked it? But you
1: like the world. You know, yeah. the universe told you to look in your straw.
0: Yeah, man, Katie. I hope you listen to this podcast. So right now, you're shook about it because that was horrifying. <laughs>
1: um, warding off spirits. Um, if uh, this is so, th- I I left this one in because it reminded me of Tyler. Um, so you should <gasps> skinwalker. Skinwalker. <laughs> we we only said it twice. It's fine. You should walk around your home three times backwards and counterclockwise before sunset. Oh my God. On Halloween to ward off evil spirits. That sure reminds me of two two times ago, where we got like super drunk and he like uh did spells outside the house. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: didn't didn't he say? Because you know he had the whole S W sitch. It is oh no, like one of the rooms in his house was haunted, and didn't we he say that they had to do like some? Oh, it was like a green or blue
1: room, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they had to do like some ritual similar to that to like not be followed by the spirit. Cause I remember he was like, you have to spin around or do something. We yeah, I'm go, sure.
1: Don't yeah, remember. I'm. I i do not remember exactly, but yes, he did mention something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, shout out the wind on Halloween night. It is believed that those people who are destined to die within the next coming year will hear a sigh that is carried by the wind that will blow. That is cool. Yeah, that will blow. Uh, or that is, like, led, like, comes from, it, it yeah, that's supposed to, like, blow over the feet of the dead and then be carried to your ears. Ooh. That's fucking cool. That's kind of cool. That's fucking cool. Um, which is, if you want to see Ooh. a witch on Halloween night, legend has it, it that you here. need to put your clothes on inside out and then walk backwards the entire night.
0: That sounds like a lot of commitment when yeah. you can just go on fucking Facebook Pornhub, Fred's list. <laughs> or just do, become do, a fucking witch yourself. Yeah, or just go to Google and search like witch shop near me. yeah <laughs> like there's a lot of easier there's much easier ways to find a witch. Be
1: the change you want to be in this world. Just become a witch yeah. yourself.
0: Manifest. Manifest. It. It. That's it. my journey. I decided I'm gonna get back into Wicca. Oh and fuck witchcraft. yeah. Fuck yeah. So maybe I'll start that this Halloween. That would be special.
1: Um so let's go let's move on. Uh part two of our um faggot fact. Is ranking the queerness of horror icons. Yes. So, Channa, how do we want to do this? What arbitrary like ranking do we want? (sighs) Do we want like one through ten, like five, five dicks out of five.
0: Yeah, I want to say yeah five seven rainbows out um, of seven. I want to say five uh bone dildos out of five bone dildos. Five bone dildos. Okay. Cause it's like a it's a dildo that's a bone. But they're know, like halloween. that start. They're
1: like the black dildos with um like uh glitter in them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and it, and like it reacts to UV light, Ooh. and when it reacts, it looks like a bone. <gasps>
1: Hell yeah. Okay. So those are okay. our dildos. Yeah. So how many? How many you want? Five or seven?
0: Let's do five. Okay. Cause that's easier. So three being like you know you're you're like moderately. Oh, well, we can do. Ha- uh, let's do halves. We can do halves. Okay. So one skeleton bone dildo being not gay at all you fucking straighty and then five being gay as fuck
1: yeah five being gay as fuck a half or like zero being like you crazy straight or something like that
0: okay okay Okay, so like zero if you get zero dildos (laughs) damn you're fucking you are like a super Republican. but i guess if you're super republican you're secretly probably you hate yourself
1: the shots fired okay so one leather face
0: Oh well, you know, five fucking <laughs> his name is Leatherface. Come on. We see you, ho. He
1: does kill both men and women. Yeah. Um and just like totally goes for it. He is a very he's, big he's freaky. freaky guy. Yeah. Puts skin on his body and face. Yeah. Um has a
0: fucking chainsaw. He's obedient.
1: Mm. Yeah. Put just shoves people on hooks.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah,
1: bitch. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with three and a half or four starry black starry bone dildos what are you at
0: yeah I will do four okay. because name leatherface the fit the way Ooh, he yeah the name is kills pretty good. people yeah the name's too good and you know he 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 really likes taking yeah. his time like he really likes it he likes the chase and like he, it's kind of his kink, and he's and no, like straight people are really that yeah. fun and into fun kinks, so that's why he's <laughs> yeah. Definitely he queer. definitely They're like four on four.
1: Halloween night, like has like a leather harness made out of actual people, and he's just like walking yeah. around with that shit. Okay, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, two, Jason Voorhees.
0: Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna rate all of these people queer as fuck because <laughs> that's it's totally me.
1: fine, totally doable.
0: Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna go. Let's see. L- Hmm, mommy issues. Yeah,
1: man, total mommy issues. Up,
0: up the motherfucking wall. Um,
1: probably kind of repressed hmm. sexually because he does usually target people that are having sex.
0: Yeah, and because he does have those mommy issues as well, like that's why he's even more yeah
1: repressed. So uh-huh. it's like, and he
0: targets people having sex. He kills in a campsite because he hates camping and being outdoors. Therefore, gay. Yeah, therefore gay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say probably. Three, three three and a
1: half okay yeah I, i'm gonna say like two and a half or three because of his repression but once he works yeah. through that yeah once he
0: gets <laughs> yeah once he gets there, yeah, he he gets the there by the destroying
1: work. lives of other queer people sadly um that's true that's true he will become like a total five but we'll hate yeah. him
0: <laughs> but yeah he he has a long republican journey ahead of him before he can get very
1: there. true um three uh three candy man
0: oh <gasps> shit are we talking about Candyman, like, the OG film? We're talking or about OG Candyman. Candyman Man. Or just, like... Okay, okay. Hmm. I don't know. Candyman does not give off queer vibes to no, me. No,
1: same. He, yeah. Super yeah, sexual. I, I
0: would... Super Art sexual. Throbby, so I would say, like a two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say, like, a two, but not, like, more than, like, a three.
1: Like, definitely could be bi or pan. Yeah. But his focus is very heterosexually focused. He was killed yeah. because of his love for a woman. Yeah, yeah exactly following a woman but super sexy yeah. ass voice there's no way in hell that there isn't some level of queerness
0: but i really think it too i'd say two like a two
1: yeah i say two and there's no problem with that because like Candyman's sexy as fuck you can be straight and yeah. still sexy and fun
0: fill my mouth with bees Candyman. man yeah
1: man um number four chucky five
0: because you think, of the... you think
1: five
0: because He is so at least like I think he's a total positive.
1: I think he's yeah, I think he's super queer positive, but him personally, he's a one.
0: Yeah, I guess I think he's super
1: hetero, but he He's a great ally. Yeah, but super great ally. Like hard ally.
0: (coughs) Sorry, COVID. No, you're good, you're good. Yeah, I would agree with you. Five in terms of how support queer positive he is with but his like child. one child yeah. in terms of his actual sexu- sexuality and he's just great. Ally. So I would say one. So
1: have you seen, so yeah, I told you about the episode two where he like is talking to the gay, the gay boy. Yeah. So and yeah, since you
0: mentioned it. It's like all over everywhere. Yeah. Right the
1: quote is like basically like, Hey, like I had a queer, I have a queer son and I love him. And then uh, the boy's like, "Well, like, aren't you Chucky?" And you like hate everybody. And he's like, "I'm not a monster." <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. I fucking I can't it's wait. So I can't wait to watch it. I'm so excited. I love it. You can. Oh, I figured out. If you have Amazon Prime, you can buy. You can buy the whole series for twenty bucks.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm
1: gonna do that. Um, okay. Next is Pinhead, A.K.A. Hell Priest. Yeah. Five, uh, ten. Yeah. 11 yeah
0: i'm gonna I'm gonna say off off the off charts, the charts. He, 22 dildos 31 <laughs> skull UV 666 dildos. dildos with like tons of texture on it because you know pinhead yeah they so, are
1: yeah. they are beyond our comprehension of queerness
0: yeah we don't even understand yeah, queer. Uh-uh. queer queerness <laughs> to is to a restrictive term
1: queer. to him like yeah. I don't even are them I don't even know yeah um and awesome like uh fun fact for y'all a trans woman is playing the reboot uh, maybe you can just maybe say reboot of uh hellraiser that's gonna come out in the next couple years yeah uh two straight men are writing it sadly um oh well but you know what we'll we'll make it through
0: (laughs) we'll get there everybody
1: (laughs) okay next is uh michael myers You you just have to answer this one because y'all all know my answer.
0: <laughs> Corey's answer is in his fantasy in his head five <laughs> specifically in the bedroom. <laughs> but this is difficult I'm biased, because I yeah, feel like my answer is biased. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a difficult because like in my hopes and prayers to the holy ghost every night it is a five and yes, like ma'am. specifically all I can think of right now is that Michael Myers fan fiction like Corey read two <laughs> years ago. Same. Uh, but also like he's. Just in the movies, I'm talking about like obviously the good Halloween movies. but yeah. He's just so. He's just such. Ah, I just. But then he's also homophobic, arguably homophobic because of the most recent Halloween. But also. No, nah, that's because that's erroneous. Depressing. That's
1: literally objectively incorrect.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Michael Myers is queer as fuck. Hell yeah. Personally. Okay, agreed. And and it might only be because I want him to be. <laughs> Agreed. <But> that's fine. <laughs> I'm 100. That's fine there. for for the sake of this this fun little segment. It's fine. So in my head, he's five. Bathsheba. <gasps> oh. Five. <laughs> channa is isn't biased.
1: Five.
0: Yeah, five. I'm not biased at all. Why? Mommy hoping and praying all
1: of these people are queer. Why why is Bathsheba by or uh
0: the real question, Corey? Why isn't Bathsheba a five? (laughs) (laughs) Because I want Bathsheba to be a five, Corey. Uh, That is the simplest thing. Well, you know, she was
1: a witch and she was declared a witch and then hung um from her tree. So like she was at least into some queerness. Like one, she's a witch, so that's like already at least a four.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Two, like, yeah, she's a witch. First and foremost, yeah, three. She's a witch. Name's Bathsheba. Only motherfucking (laughs) bad bitches can be named Bathsheba. And who's a bad bitch? Queer people. So five.
1: Okay, that's that's pretty solid defense. Um, okay, next is I rest my case. Next is a two-parter. Ooh. Okay, so we have Valak the Demon, the Marquis of Snakes, the Defiler. Marquis of Snakes. Oh. And then we have Valak Valak in nun form.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh! Valak. Yes. The Marquis of Snape. That's such a good scene in Conjuring 2. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. I forgot about the Conjuring 3 that came out recently. Okay. um, Remember how much
1: it sucked? And so we forgot about it? How much it
0: it? fucking sucked, yeah. (laughs) So I think Valak in nun form. This is a difficult one yeah. because I just want to say five because I love a Valak. Same. But to be honest, I, I feel like I, – I don't know because Valak <sighs> – okay, Valak in demon form, probably a one. Okay. Because it doesn't give me any queer energy. It just gives me like super aggressively – Just aggressive,
1: dark, like yeah, bro energy. Yeah, like I'm
0: – yeah, major frat bro energy. Okay, yeah. Is Valak the Demon. Like totally, like Val- literally,
1: he's basically gla- gaslighting everybody the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. he's like a gaslighting an old man,
0: gatekeeping girl boss bitch. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, yeah, he like trapped an old man who's creepy as shit, yes. and then he like has the audacity to try to kill Patrick Wilson. So we know he's okay. Not yeah. Queer.
1: Okay. Agree. Well, maybe he wanted to kill him to bring his soul to hell to have fun with him.
0: Mm. But I feel like that would be Valak the Nun that would want that. Because okay. Patrick Wilson was painting Valak the Nun. Oh, shit. So fa- okay, so they had a connection. So Valak the Nun was getting in Patrick Wilson's there we go. dreams and nightmares. Ooh, okay. So that's why I think
1: wait. Valak the Nun. So wait, though. But isn't then basically Valak the Demon, the, mar- the defiler, the Marquis of Snakes, um, Ooh. Is it, isn't he basically in drag in the most of the film?
0: <laughs> so I guess that wait, means that non- Valak. The Val- is
1: the drag persona of Valak?
0: Oh, my God. So Whoa. James Wan is saying that drag people are demons. I'm just kidding. No, James Wan is a problem. James
1: Wan just is kidding. just saying that everything and anybody and anything can do drag.
0: Yeah. Um. So that changes everything. Balik, all forms, five, Whoa. period. Okay. Mainly because Corey and I are really <laughs> twisting everything to make it this way. <laughs> But TBH, Valak the Demon, uh, probably one or two. Valak the two or three. But
1: maybe, yeah, maybe that's three. just like a like reflection of of his repression. So like when he's in Valak form, he has to be like the big bad botch, the mar- big bad boss, like the of Snakes. But really he just wants to, you know, mm. be a dancer and perform.
0: Defile me, Valak. Yeah, defile
1: Valak. me, Valak. Bring it on.
0: Bring it on. Okay. Let's jump into my true crime segment. Dun, dun, dun. So this segment, I'm very excited because I have been dreaming about doing this particular person for the entirety of our entire of our podcast. I'm amped because it's been kind of an intimidating person to do research on because there's just so much. So I decided to break this up into two parts, possibly even three parts. Ooh. But I think I'm just going to try to stick, it, stick to a two part um, because there's a lot. Like this serial killer is... Um, equal like as infamous as Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy yes so I've been very excited and you have you'll recognize him because you have seen him on the popular Netflix show Mindhunter which please if somehow the writer director and or producer of Mindhunter is listening to this podcast please bring it back it's so dumb that y'all canceled it Dave Fincher you guys yeah, fuck you, bro. Who cares about your I Love Robots show when you could give us another season of Mind of Mindhunter <laughs> Ho. You can't set up the ho? BTK Killer and then stop it, bitch. Whoa. That's all. we just
1: called David Fincher a hoe.
0: Yeah. You can't set up the BTK Killer yeah. for two seasons only to decide that your show it was ne- Love and Robots is more important than Mindhunter. It Hunter. was Netflix.
1: Okay. Well it might no, have been David Fincher too.
0: It literally was him because there's an interview where he said, uh yeah, I decided like I had the opportunity to do more seasons, but I decided to just focus on love love run robots. So he ended the contracts early and released all the actors. Weirdo. Like he literally chose anyways. <sighs> okay. It's fine. Um
1: <clears throat> I know who it is.
0: August oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> You told yeah, me. <laughs> you-
0: oh yeah, I did. I messaged you about it because I was so amped. Oh, uh, and today okay, I actually can't talk about that. I'll tell you about later okay what who i talked to today about okay edit august 27th 1964 it was a hot california summer day when a 15 year old boy was sitting in the kitchen with his grandmother their house sat on 17 acres of farmland nestled in the small town of northfolk california the boy bored by his grandma writing a children's novel got up to get some food While he sifted through the fridge full of leftovers and cold cuts, his grandmother berated him for not being good enough or working hard enough. He needed to be a better boy if he ever wanted to succeed in life, specifically if he ever wanted a girlfriend. The boy slammed the fridge shut and walked out of the kitchen, screaming back at his grandma. A few minutes later, he appeared with a rifle in one hand and his dog in the other. She barely looked up from her children's book and yelled that he shouldn't shoot birds anymore. He ignored her, started walking out the back door when she yelled at him one last time. He stopped dead in his tracks, turned around, and stared at the back of his grandmother's head. Oh, my God. He looked down at his rifle, looked back up at her, and in an instant, he lifted the gun and pressed the trigger. Jesus. She slumped over and blood pooled on her children's book. As he walked up to her, he shot her two more times in the back and then grabbed a knife and stabbed her three times. Oh, my God. He then placed a kitchen towel over her head and dragged her to the bedroom. Right then, he heard his grandfather's car pulling up to the house. Not wanting him to see that he killed his grandma, he walked downstairs, picked up his gun, and before Grandpa could even say hello, he shot him. What? With one shot on the head, his grandfather was dead. Oh my god. The boy looked at his dead grandfather in the middle of the driveway and knew... He wouldn't be able to get away with this. This is a small town. He obviously just murdered his grandparents. And he was, he he didn't know what to do next. So he called his mom. She told him, call the police. It's going to be okay. So he dialed 911. And he told the operator he just murdered his grandparents. When the operator asked for his name, he said, my name is Ed Kemper. Oh my God. Edmund Kemper the third was born on december 18th 1948 to edmund kemper jr and clarnell stage he was the middle child and only had uh, sisters ed was a giant from the very beginning he was 13 pounds when he was born and he was already taller than a four-year-old by the time he was one years old he was huge like by the time he's an adult he's six nine like y'all this is a big motherfucking dude Shit. yeah Edmund's father was a World War II veteran, where his job was to test nuclear bombs, and after the war, he came home and became an electrician. Edmund's mother, Clarnell, she was a stay-at-home mother who turned the bottle at any chance she got. Ed Kemper's childhood mirrors what other serial killers experienced in their childhood. His parents had a strained marriage, but most of it was because of his mother. Clarnell was an alcoholic, and she constantly belittled and humiliated his dad. She would, belittle him. she would even belittle him about not being a real soldier because he just tested nuclear weapons. He's now just a lazy electrician. Uh, Edmund Jr., so Ed's dad, once said, in quotes suicide missions in wartime and the, atom- and the atomic blonde testing, atomic blonde, lol, I'm Aww. fucking gay, <laughs> and the atomic bomb testings were nothing compared to living with her. And that Clarnell affected him more than 396 days and nights of fighting on the front did. So, she was hellish. In his early childhood, Clarnell refused to coddle or show affection to Ed because she was afraid it would, quote-unquote, turn him gay. Instead, she focused all of her attention and affection on her daughters, leaving Ed to fend for himself. Ed and his father bonded during this time, but when Ed was just nine years old, his dad moved out of the house and his parents separated. Ed hated his mother for treating his dad so so poorly that he abandoned him. And Ed also hated his mother for rejecting him. And he hated his sisters because they were getting all the love and attention from his mom that he desperately craved. So the feelings of abandonment from his dad, the isolation from his mom, the hatred towards his sisters only intensified because the mom decided, you know, now's a great time to move the entire family to Montana. (laughs) So she (laughs) ripped Ed away from like the only lifeline that he had, like his one ounce of normalcy his friends school those things that nine-year-olds need she she ripped that away from him she moved him threw him in the middle of montana and he was alone he lost his dad he lost normalcy his mom hates him his sisters hate him and he was completely alone in this in this unfamiliar state damn and now with no husband to humiliate Clarnell turned to the next man in her life which was ed So, for the rest of Ed's childhood, his mother would constantly tell him he wasn't good enough for women, he was barely a man, he didn't deserve to ever be looked at, he was pathetic, he was going to do nothing in his life because he's worth nothing, he's dumb, blah, 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 like, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that a psychologically abusive mother could say to her son, specifically, like, in the 50s and 60s, (laughs) she said. So, to say the least, she was emotionally abusive towards him, and- this is the the thing that triggered him to start hating women. If you look at most serial killers that targeted women, their moms usually have a major role in that, in their play of their life. Like, their moms are usually abusive, or they basically create this persona that all women equal their mom, and, like, they abuse their sons to the point where all they can see is their mom and like that's usually kind of sparks it and then it starts getting into really twisted dark sexual fantasies about women and then eventually you know they start killing so ed was on that path he was on that path from state from day one but specifically put on that path when they moved to montana so shortly after they made the move that's when ed started fantasizing about hurting his mom He would later uh, say that he considered himself a chronic daydreamer, often dreaming about committing violence against against others and specifically what it would be like to end a life. And at 10 years old, he made his fantasy come to life by trigger warning, animal abuse. He took his frustration for his mother out on their family cat. He grabbed this poor little kitty, this little baby who I can just see right now in my hands. He decided to bury that cat alive. What? And then after the cat passed away, after he could hear the meows muffled from the dirt uh. slowly go away, he dug up the body and played with it. And then he'd rebury it, redig it up, play with it, et cetera, et cetera. The next family cat what the fuck? also met a, a cruel death because Ed was given a machete. So he took the machete and he first tortured the cat and then... Decapitated it, and then placed the head on a spike, and put the head on the spike, and the rest of the remains in his closet. What? So his mother, one day, Clarnell, she was cleaning up his room, and she opened up his closet, and she saw the head on the stake and the remains, and she questioned Ed about it. But Ed was able to successfully lie, and he said he didn't know what they were, where they came from. He would never hurt anybody. Like he would never do this. And he created such a believable lie that she believed him. She bought it.
1: No. And so this, this was a, this is
0: a very (laughs) important moment to know about Ed because this is the moment that he realized that he was able to lie successfully, but not only lie about anything, but lie about specifically killing something and taking a life. And this is like, this is so important y'all because this is the moment. Like we talked when we did the Ted Bundy segment, we talked about one of like the big moments of of Ted's upbringing where it's like this if this was it, like this is the thing that kind of spearheaded. This was one of those moments for Ed. He realized he could lie and his mom fucking believed him. So the violence continued. He was starting fires, he was killing more <laughs> animals, he made his sisters play games called gas chamber or electric what? chair. And he dismembered his sisters' dolls. Later, Ed would say, in quotes, I remember there's actually a sexual thrill. You hear that little pop and pull their heads off and hold them up by the hair. Whipping the heads off, their bodies just sitting there. That would get me off. That's what he said, you know, in relation to decapitating Barbie dolls.
1: Okay, edgelord.
0: Yeah. So, don't, so towards the ends of just being 10 years old, 10 everybody... Ed's fantasies about hurting others started turning sexual, and then it would only become more sexual after fantasizing about hurting them. In school, he was dared to kiss a teacher, and he responded by saying, "In quotes, but if I want to kiss her, I would need to kill her first." At ten, he's fucking ten. And anytime he was caught doing something vulgar or violent, he was able to successfully lie his way out of it. Still, the mom knew that something was obviously a little fucked up with Ed. Yeah. She was also incredibly abusive. Um, but she didn't specifically want him around her daughter, her precious baby daughters anymore. So she did what, unfortunately, a lot of serial killer, <laughs> serial killer mothers did, and that's banish them and shame them. And she made him sleep in the basement, Restricted him from food, from from any form of joy, from normalcy, from everything. So she threw him into the basement, took away the key. Good luck. So from 10 to 14 years old, he primarily lived in the basement. He really only came up for food and to just get psychologically abused Weird. by his mom. And sometimes he even got physically abused by his mom. Yeah. So 14 years old, Ed decided to run away. He didn't know where to go, but then he thought about his dad because his dad was that only parental figure that ever really loved him at least shown him love like, they bonded over the abuse from the mom. Mm-hmm. He missed his dad. So even though he hadn't seen or spoken to his father in five years, he decided I'm just gonna go to California and see him like he's my dad. What's the worst that can happen? Oh God so he a 14 year old somehow finds his way to California. He knocks on his dad's door dreaming of this beautiful reunion. And this woman with this little boy answers the door. Oh. Ed's confused and he asks for his dad, Ed Jr. And the woman said, oh, like my husband, let me go get him. And that's when Ed realized that his dad not only remarried, but he also had a brand new son. And this son was loved by both mother and father. This son had every single thing that Ed was never given. This son mm. should have been him and it wasn't. So Ed went back to Montana to live with his mom, but Clarnell, she was about to marry someone new, and she didn't want Ed anymore. She was like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I hate you. You already ran away to your dad. Go the fuck away. So he went back to his dad's house, and his dad pretended that he was just going to send Ed to go visit his grandparents, but really his plan was to send Ed to the grandparents and make Ed stay there. Yeah. But according to Ed, like he didn't know that. So Ed's dad was like, yeah, go to the grandparents for Christmas time. Your mom and I are going to figure out It's all going to be great. So Ed now 15 years old, he went to visit his grandparents, not knowing that he was never going to come back from his grandparents. But by the time Christmas break finished, he realized like, you know, mom and dad aren't talking about picking me up. What's going on? This is a little weird. Like I have school to start. Then his grandparents were like, hey, you should probably just start school here. And he was like, wait a fucking minute. (laughs) Now I'm getting abandoned by both parents at the same goddamn time. That's harsh. No one fucking wants me. And then his grandma started treating him the exact same way that his mom did. And his grandpa was incredibly distant. So during this time in North Fork, California, Ed's violent tendencies became more urgent and powerful. He would go out in the yard with a gun that his grandma that his grandpa gifted him, and he would shoot birds, rabbits, stray dogs, cats, etc. Okay,
1: this guy's like horrible, but that's a tough beat. Yeah, like that's, this is definitely that's kind of tough.
0: This is definitely a great um, serial killer to get into the whole conversation of nature, nature versus nurture. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: because by nature, like his dad's highly intelligent, like he was in charge of testing nuclear bombs, like. You know he and Ed later will talk about how he was highly intelligent. Like he no,
1: just nobody like, wanted him. Yeah, but no
0: one wanted him, and he was given such a bad set of cards. Yeah, that's kind of like how could tough. like not to how surprise, could a, killer, he's a
1: horrible piece of shit and should rot in hell? But like that's actually kind of tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's one of those serial killers where yeah you can really talk about the nature versus nurture yeah, because yeah. he was just f- abused his whole life. Now he's with his grandparents. He's taking out all of his anger at shooting birds, rabbits, dogs, cats, etc. But at this point, the thrill of killing these animals, it wasn't as intense as it used to be. There wasn't that rush anymore. And mostly, it wasn't getting rid of that frustration anymore. Because before, his mom would abuse him. He would go kill the house cat or go kill birds or whatever. And it would calm him down. But it's not working anymore. He's still getting just as angry, if not angrier. So now we have this kid, 15, abused his whole life, he's alone, he's angry, he has this violent thirst that just cannot be quenched. And one morning, he on August 27th, he walks into the kitchen and he found his grandma writing her children's book. He looked at her and he saw his mom belittling him. His mom favoring his sisters, his mom humiliating him, his mom telling him he can never be loved by a woman, his mom abandoning him, his mom isolating him, his dad abandoning him, his dad isolating him, his sisters getting all the love and affection, he saw the basement, he saw all these things, the 15 years of just straight abuse, and he looked at his grandma and that's all he saw and he couldn't handle anymore. He needed a release and the only thing that's ever given him relief was killing animals, but the animals weren't doing it anymore. What do I do? What do I do? So he walked out the kitchen. He grabbed the gun. He walked back in trying to think of his next move. And he thought, okay, I'm just going to go outside. I'm going to kill an animal. It's going to be fine. But as he started walking out that back door, his grandma yelled one last time. And that was the straw that Mm. broke the camel's back. That was the moment that he said, I've had enough. And he turned around and he shot her without without any hesitation. He saw his mother again. So he shot her and shot her and stabbed her, stabbed her, stabbed her. And that thrill was back. The the relief, that release, it was back. And as he dragged her to the bedroom, finally feeling some sort of relief, he heard his grandpa's car pull up and he decided, I need more. And so he walked out and he killed his grandpa again. Later he'll say he killed his grandpa because he didn't want his grandpa to to realize that his wife was dead. But it's arguable about the actual reason why he killed his grandpa. So he grabbed the gun, ran to the driveway, killed his grandpa, And that thrill's back. That relief was back. And now he's more calm than ever. So he calls his mom. He tells her what he did. And horrified, she told him to call the police. And when the police arrived, Ed was calm because that anger, the years of abuse, it was released from him. And when asked why he killed his grandparents, he responded with, I just wanted to see what it felt like to kill grandma. That was his response. And that quote would follow... Ed Kemper everywhere, because it just it just shows how cold blooded he really was. Like he wanted to see what it felt like to kill her because killing animals was no longer a thrill. So he took it out on his grandma. Edmund was arrested and placed in juvenile hall with the state of California. Sorry, while the state of California was trying to figure out how to prosecute him. Should we try to prosecute him as an adult, a kid? It's the early 70s. Serial killers didn't really exist yet, especially in this area. This is a kid. What the fuck do we do? So to help make that decision, they had psychiatrists give Ed an evaluation. The psychiatrist diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia, but they also realized that he had a genius level IQ. He was so incredibly smart, like one of the most intelligent uh, people they've ever given evaluation to. So because of that, like that specific reason like he has such a high IQ they decided that he would probably be a great candidate for rehabilitation instead of just straight up jail so the state of California decided to send him to the um oh god I looked up how to say this city's name but I just I forgot it's Atascadero State Hospital (laughs) I want to say yes Atascadero exactly Ascadero Ascadet State Hospital so 15-year-old Edmund entered Ascadet State Hospital on December 6, 1964. At the time Ed was admitted to Ascadet, there were 1,600 patients. Of those patients, 24 were murderers and 800 were sex offenders. The rest were, you know, miscellaneous, but all pretty violent and intense crimes. Like, there wasn't anybody that there for, like, tax fraud, you know? Like, this, these are the violent cr- criminals. So Ed spent a total of four years at this hospital and during that time, he gained the trust of his counselor. He even developed a close personal friendship with this specific counselor and also doctors in the facility. And he he knew how to lie because, as, as I mentioned, his childhood, he figured it out. He figured out how he could lie successfully. And this kid was extremely intelligent. So he quickly figured out how to manipulate his counselors and act like a model patient. He was successfully being re- rehabilitated, according to his psychiatrist, So much so that they started training him as an assistant to his counselor. By being this assistant, Ed had access to every single psychiatric test they would give patients with guidelines on how to interpret their reactions. So he was basically given a cheat sheet on how to fool the system, saying if you ask question A and they respond with A, B, C, and D, this is what it means. So this cheat sheet plus... This cheat sheet, plus his high intelligence, plus his ability to lie perfectly, all created this perfect manipulative serial killer. Like, how could well, it not, yeah, y'all? Yeah, so he,
1: who even knows, like, his accounts, if they're real or not? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he was so impressive as the assistant that the counselor allowed him to give psychiatric evaluations to other Jesus. patients. So this 15-year-old motherfucking kid who murdered his two grandparents was giving was giving adult sexual offenders or violent crime offenders psychological evaluations. And however Ed said they were psychologically, the counselors would believe. So that means if I was Ed, Corey, and you were some crazy sex offender and you told me this crazy shit, I could just lie and say Corey's healed. He's ready to go. Like it's crazy, y'all. He fooled the system so well, he was able to convince a, th- his psychiatrist and his counselor that he was actually misdiagnosed originally. And instead of ex- instead of being schizophrenic, he just had anxiety with mild passive aggression. Because, you know, <laughs> people that murder their two grandparents yeah, at 15 same. years old and manipulate doctors are only passive exactly, aggressive. Exactly,
1: yeah. Same.
0: So in addition to manipulating the counselors and the psychiatrists and every medical professional at the facility he also befriended the patients this is key to how ed kemper becomes ed kemper because he was able to not only befriend them but also had access to all their psychological evaluations so he was able to learn not only how they committed the crimes but where they made the mistakes their techniques how they found their victims etc etc like he basically had a perfect guideline on how to execute a perfect sexual crime or violent crime or murder without making any mistake, he had the the perfect guideline. He, he he truly figured out how do I get away with murder. So four years after Ed Ed was admitted, the hospital medical team believed they successfully rehabilitated him, and there was no longer a need to contain him. In fact, the last report from his from his psychiatrist reads, and I have a quote from it. <clears throat> get ready to get triggered if i were to see this patient without having any history available or getting any history from him i would think that we're dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative intelligence and who was free of any psychiatric illness it is in my opinion that he has made a very excellent response to the years of treatment and rehabilitation and i would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be of any danger to himself or to a member of society what and since it may allow him more freedom as an as an adult to develop his potential i would consider it reasonable to have permanent expunction of his juvenile records what so not only were they like it fucking worked we are bad bitches re- rehabilitated him they're like let's take it a next a step Expunged. further let's just get rid of all of his records he's perfect oh he's good God. to go Oh my god. But the only the only thing these psychiatrists said the only thing after boys. giving him a gold star <laughs> was boys will be boys. And then the next thing they said, they said when he gets released, the only thing that he needs is to not be released to his mother. Because Whoa. his mother is the source of his psychotic break that led him to murder. So Okay, what semi semi
1: valid, right?
0: It's definitely semi-valid, but it's also not... not fully valid
1: in the slightest.
0: But they should have never released him to his mother. Yeah. But what do you think this incredible legal system of ours does, Corey?
1: (laughs) They chose the easy way out and just gave him back to his mother.
0: (laughs) So on December 18th, 1969, his 21st birthday, Kemper was released on parole from Ass Captain to his mother. Oh, my God. Ed Kemper at twenty one perfected at twenty
1: one. Did he have a GD?
0: I, sorry, I, that's some very particular.
1: <laughs> I don't know. What <laughs> was well, sure. his hair color? How big was his dick?
0: <laughs> Brown, very big because he was six nine, so giant dick. Uh, I'm sure he got his GD because he was in like a psychiatric care oh, facility, okay. yeah, and yeah. I know he they definitely do had to like access that.
1: to things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he, I mean, if they gave him access to criminal psychological records, I'm sure they gave hopefully him got him a GD. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed Kemper, who, perfect, who perfected his ability to lie and manipulate, who learned from hundreds and hundreds of rapists and murderers, who hated women because of his mother, who murdered his grandparents, was released. What could possibly go wrong?
1: Literally everything.
0: And that, and that, everybody, is the end of my part one of Ed Kemper. Ooh. Ooh, do not research him because next week we're gonna go through some crazy shit.
1: Okay, so we're gonna jump into my segment now and do the um, supernatural segment. However, <laughs> however, it is today. It is Friday, um, the 29th ninth. We're coming at you
0: live from Anyways your <laughs> Sex Life Studios.
1: So we had the first part of this, our first two thirds of this episode, we recorded on Wednesday, but now we're recording this on Friday because I have a roommate who goes to bed at like a normal time that human beings go to bed. So I didn't want to like talk in the next room, you know. (laughs) So we're recording this part now. um, And so I am not drinking right now. I am currently on a lot of cups of coffee. That's pretty much it.
0: And I am hopefully going to be microdosing any second, Wee! so I might be having fun. Um, but happy Halloween, Eve, everybody.
1: Yeah, happy Woo! Halloween. Fuck yes. Okay, so let's jump into my Supernatural segment. So mine today is on one that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I just never was waiting for, you know, for it to feel right, for it to just yeah. slip in, just slip in good. Nice mm, and good. Spit on it. Spit on me. Um, mm. So I what I'm doing is the real life haunting in Connecticut. Did you ever see that movie?
0: yeah i did see the movie yeah that
1: was a pretty good one it wasn't like super great but i remember it being pretty spooky
0: yeah i thought it was you know pretty good
1: yeah and like like, really sick when they had like the bodies in the walls i was like what the
0: fuck uh, i love horror movies it's so (laughs) right i want to watch that movie again i don't i don't even i probably watched that movie a long time
1: ago oh my god i i saw it a long time ago like a long ass time ago (laughs) like a long long time ago um so it was like two years ago. I don't know. I have no fucking clue anymore. It's if like It was three before COVID. Ago. It was uh, it was a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Okay. So on June thirtieth of nineteen eighty six, the Sned- Snedeker family, consisting of Alan, the dad, Carmen, the mom, their three sons, their one daughter, and their two nieces.
0: <laughs> whoa it's the fucking brady bunch up in here
1: yeah bitch it is the fucking brady bunch um they moved into a simple white duplex rental home in S- southington uh, connecticut little did they know that soon their lives already uprooted by their oldest son philip be- just because he was diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma would fall even deeper into chaos as evil spirits would relentlessly torment them over the next two fucking years Okay. Well so at
0: first they're dealing with like some crazy ass illness and now they're like a demon's gonna be like, I'm gonna fucking kick you while you're down. Yeah, you so they hoe. I forgot <laughs> so, where they so were, shitty.
1: but they were in a different state and they literally moved to Connecticut with purpose of being closer to the hospital where uh where he was being treated. Philip is their son, where Philip was being treated for cancer. So they're like, This is too much to fly. And we want to be close to our son. So, like, we literally have to move and, like, you know, spend a good amount of ass money to to be where we are. And they get there. And then demons are like, And fucking up? demon's there. Yeah.
0: They're like... <laughs> barely getting by at this point already traumatized as fuck and a demon's like you know what you know what the perfect opportunity (laughs) sounds like like, exactly
1: what (laughs) i need What it's that meme where it's like i've heard your cry and i'm on my way
0: (laughs) yeah what a bitch-ass demon (laughs) 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 at least like (laughs) haunt people like me like i have nothing else going on in my life i'll take it from that family
1: (laughs) yeah right jesus no i take that back (laughs) 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 that looks like
0: interesting hmm (laughs) (laughs) nipples erect.
1: So, having fallen on hard financial times, obviously, this was their only <laughs> option, and soon they found the perfect place to stay, um, th- because they had to, like, you know, move to Connecticut in, in in this area, and this was, like, the only place that was cheap enough for them to stay, but then also big enough where, like, the family of five trillion could fit, you know? <laughs> so, um, after they moved in, the family began cleaning up the house and noted something kind of weird. They noted that their was this like building equipment that was covering like half of the downstairs basement. And they didn't really check around there when they went and looked at the place. They're like, cool, whatever, duplex, we have enough space. But yeah. however, they started cleaning up the area. And when they moved all that building material downstairs, they found mortuary equipment that Ooh. was hidden behind and within these building materials, including a hoisting apparatus for coffins, a medical gurney, uh, blood drains, toe, toe tags.
0: <laughs> oh, this is literally my dream situation. I, oh my I like God, rent this is duplex like, and well. walk downstairs <laughs> and I accidentally rented a used to be morgue. Oh, oh. my God,
1: this scared the shit out of me. Um, I'm and so and embalming. Uh, they also found embalming equipment and mm. embalming tables.
0: Say less. I don't know how they yes. didn't
1: see fucking embalming tables like, uh. <laughs> before they moved in, but whatever. We'll get to that later.
0: <laughs> the fucking property managers, like I don't know how it got there. <laughs> like no weird. idea, no fucking yeah, no idea. idea, huh? Um, <laughs> That's suspicious.
1: So, startled by this discovery, Alan and Carmen did some research and discovered that back in the 1920s, the house used to be a mortuary called the uh, the Hallahan Funeral Home. They also found a small graveyard out in the back and sound and found multiple drawers full of eerie corpse photographs. also some versions of this story note that they literally didn't look into this and they just kept trying to figure out what's going on and later on i'll get i'll get to when other versions of this story said they realized that this was a this was a morgue this used to be a morgue Like the
0: equipment didn't give it away immediately
1: don't even yeah
0: (laughs) they're like this is super weird
1: they're like, "Whatever."
0: Yeah, it was probably just a house always. <laughs> like nothing ever They're like, "We're going to turn this happening.
1: into our kids' rooms."
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to make a bakery here and then turn this into a daycare.
1: Okay, despite this red red flag, the parents are like, "Okay, cool. Whatever." How we were literally just joking and they turned the this basement into two rooms. Not all accounts say this, but I would say two out of the six that I looked at were like, "Hey, yeah, they turned this in, this this basement into two rooms downstairs." Phillip uh, who is about thirteen or fourteen? He is the kid with uh, lymphoma. Yeah. Uh, their eldest son immediately began telling them from the day that they moved in that this house was evil and that he could hear voices.
0: Did you, you just <laughs> said this? Did you hear that?
1: No. Did
0: you hear that noise. You said this house is evil, and right then, my um, you know, like. Your dishwasher, it's like lid, literally how, like, daylight even, like... is on
1: my face and I'm scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like currently looking outside at trees, but you know, when like washer machines, when like the lid like pops up and it yes. kind of like echoes, that just happened in the washing machine Ew. that's right behind the computer. And no cats are in here right now, and I don't even have laundry in there. So there's no reason that should have just happened, but it was right when Dude, you said evil. I'm scared. <sighs> Fuck this. Oh, my God. Happy Halloween. I, I should lo- not have taken the mushrooms. I, I should not have taken the mushrooms. <laughs> There's literally for...
1: daylight on my face right now.
0: <laughs> like, I'm hot from the sun, and I'm scared.
1: Um, so after the discovery, this discovery um, of the, like, shit downstairs, um, Philip began to tell them that he saw a man in the basement and could describe the man in great detail having black eyes and long, black, greasy hair that draped over his evil, smiling, white face.
0: Okay, sinister. Okay, sinister,
1: (laughs) yeah. Within a few weeks, everyone was hearing strange sounds, like literally the entire family, all the kids, etc. There are many reports of temp changes, um, items would disappear, and worst of all, most of the children reported seeing quote-unquote strange people walking around the house.
0: Hell no. As
1: well, well as hearing various voices that they didn't recognize, voices that came from other rooms calling to them by name that would immediately stop once they entered the room that it was coming from.
0: Chicken nuggets. Yeah. But... I'm like, what? <laughs> Someone's
1: like, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, <"Mate>, where? <laughs> um,. One child even reported hearing the sound of hundreds of birds taking flight when he entered a room, but nothing Whoa, was there. That's kind of cool.
0: That's fucking that's cool as cool. shit.
1: That's like a slight silver lining. That'd be kind of cool to hear, but like nothing is in the room.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what kind of gothic masterpiece am I living in right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'd like, like, damn, okay.
1: like I'm fucked, but that was kind of cool. So in addition to all this, various members of the family accounted that one, the dishes would usually like from time to time put themselves away lights would flicker off and on even when they took the light bulbs out there's even a part in the movie where they all take the light bulbs out of every like every um what would you say like every lamp and every light in the house they take the light bulbs out and throw them away they actually really did this i looked at a website that was like going through shit that showed up in the movie and the website was like yeah this happened yes they really did this etc etc that's, that's cool. one thing that they actually did at one point they they took every light bulb out of the house but still lights would flicker on and off
0: ew what it's it
1: kind of crazy yeah uh at the same time the youngest son bradley got violently spun around when he was playing on the gurney that was downstairs and i don't know why it was still downstairs but
0: they just left them i
1: don't Um. One day, as Carmen, the mother, mopped up the kitchen floor, the water suddenly turned blood red and smelled of decaying flesh. She said Ooh. this happened in the bucket and as well as the water that was already on the floor that she had been fucking cleaning. <laughs> she said it took hours to clean the floor and then days before the smell finally went away.
0: Holy shit. That's fucking cool.
1: Yeah. That's kind of... That that'd fucking sucked. I'd be fucking pissed. I had to clean the floor and then it fucking yeah. turned in blood. Um. So... Let's go back to the eldest son, Philip. So I mentioned that Philip, he's one with lymphoma, um, yeah. and he could immediately, day one, saw shit. For um, Philip.
0: He has like so much going on right now. <laughs> I know. Oh my
1: God. It feels so bad for this kid. So Carmen also reported that. Ju-
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I didn't. Is your roommate home? No. I'm scared. First, my washing machine. And now you're Christ. Jesus
1: using- Christ. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm opening so... up my window more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see, like, the sunshine's, like, blinding you. And yeah. You're like, it's fine. <laughs> it's
1: fine. <laughs> um, So, do, 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 where am I? Oh, my God. I thought I just heard somebody call out, but there is nobody.
0: Oh, I just got a notice saying, Channa, you're supposed to be at Onyx for your blacklight performance. <laughs> but I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry, Channa. It's fine.
1: I'm so. Fine. Carmen also reported that just a few days after being in the house that Philip became, quote, became cruel and would play rude and creepy jokes on his siblings. Um, I don't know what that happened. I don't know exactly what that is, but that was a quote that a couple websites used. And they um, I, it probably means creepy as in like weirdly sexual or something like that, because I'm going to get to it. OK. Oh, no. So Philip then began experiencing personality shifts. He became withdrawn and like had a sh- super short fuse and would get really angry at anybody who would like, you know, fuck with him a little bit. He even began writing poetry with necrophiliac themes or necrophilic Ooh. themes. I don't know. Then during, then, during one intense episode, he even attacked his cousin, got on top of her, and tried taking her clothes off with the intent to rape her. <gasps> yeah.
0: Ah!
1: His family had him arrested, taken for an evaluation where he was pronounced schizophrenic, and was kept in psychiatric care for 45 days. That's real. That really happened. Which is huh. sucks, because that's horrible. He literally had lymphoma. And he literally did this attack and, like, was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And so he was in psychiatric care for 45 days. Fuck. Which is really tough. That's really sad. And that kind of makes me mad. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Then something weird started happening. happening. (laughs) This is so fucking crazy, Jenna. So fucking crazy. So both. So this is, like, months in. This is, like, months into them moving in. And they stay. They they stay there for at least like eighteen fucking months, or like another two years after this. But both parents began reporting that they were being raped and sodomized by demons in their sleep. Like literal. Like this is the end. A hundred percent Jonah Hill. Like just literally fuck? raped. No joke. Oh
0: my god. Like
1: no joke at all. Someone's calling me.
0: Oh my god scary things keep happening i know
1: it's tyler thank god oh my god please be tyler
0: <laughs> it's not hello hello <laughs> hey tyler hey
1: tyler you're on you're on speaker and you're, on you're also on pod, you're on live podcast <laughs> oh <my God.
0: laughs> guys look it's That's tyler amazing. with the big penis i love it here
1: yeah what's up um i was actually just listening to the last episode of the podcast hell yeah After i was driving to vernal and I have a phone to pick with you as to, you like malignant? Yes, ma'am. I love malignant. <laughs> no, sir. Bitch, bitch, we need to talk. I love malignant. It's so fucking oh, fun. Oh, my God. Oh, skinwalker. <laughs> skinwalker. Skinwalker, skinwalker, <laughs>
0: skinwalker. Skinwalker, skinwalker. <laughs> skinwalker.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, we have to talk about that, because I love Malignant. I thought it was just super fucking over-the-top and melodramatic, and just just ridiculous. uh, That's why I hated it. (laughs) Oh, that's why I loved it. I thought it was super fun. I thought it was just, like, a fun-ass time. It was really good. My question is, is, I
0: might be missing something, because you had mentioned that it was, like, not taking itself, like, it was meant not
1: take itself seriously but the whole time i felt like it was trying to take itself super serious no uh-uh it was super self-aware uh-uh i don't i don't totally, I see that. totally I see disagree that. i like it's james one he knows what he's doing he's been doing horror for two decades
0: you guys should take yeah, off the clothes about it i i love those movies i love james Wan's movies
1: as well but but okay. slip up. Yeah. Agreed, agreed Okay, well, sorry, we're in the middle of recording And Chana needs to catch a movie Okay, gotcha. so, Okay, I'll call you back later
0: Take your clothes right, off go watch
1: Scream if you can hear me Yeah, go watch Scream
0: we'll Happy Halloween <laughs> Okay,
1: bye, bye. Okay, so let's go back So sorry guys, that was that was, that was was Tyler calling I'll, I'll call him back and show him the light About Malignant It's fine um, where was I? What the fuck was I talking about?
0: They were getting repeatedly raped in their sleep by <laughs> demons for two years. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Corey. How could you forget that? Horrific,
1: Heart- ho- <laughs> horrific fact. Hardly memorable. <laughs> okay, so this supposedly continued for the entire remaining year and a half that they were in this house, but they Poor. stayed in the house. And again, I'll get to this later. So, these, uh, on top of this, the apparitions that Philip first saw and then the apparitions that the children saw only, like, slowly over time specifically became two specific entities that they all they all began to just talk about. Like, in the beginning, the children were like, no, we really... You know how, like, Insidious in The Conjuring, they're, like, seeing some random ghosts here and there, like, in the house. Yeah. And then it just focuses on the demons. This does the same exact thing. So they say that they eventually start to see two specific entities. One is the one that Philip saw the first day, or, like, within the first day. He saw the long black greasy haired demon with black eyes and then the Ugh. other was one with white hair white eyes and was always wearing a print striped tuxedo
0: that is oh, that I know, reminds right? me Yep, same. the fucking guy that we saw the walking fucking, down the, the street the fucking
1: demon that you and bakes and i saw like what the fuck
0: yeah <laughs> It's been like four years and I'm still just as so scared about uh-huh.
1: it. When I read that, I like got chills and I was like, oh my God, it's that smiling man it's like on the side me. of the road. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, on
0: goddamn State Street in Orem. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck
1: that shit. Um, so, often with both enti- uh, when both entities would notice they were being seen, they would look at the family member and smile creepily. That's the same thing that happened to Philip the first time. So a quote from Carmen, the mother, um, on, on these demons, uh, this is what she said. She said, they were incredibly powerful. One of them was very thin with high cheekbones and long black greasy hair and pitch black eyes. And the other had white hair and white eyes and was wearing a pinstripe tuxedo and his feet were constantly in motion. Ew, Ew, that's kind of, that's disgusting. You tap
0: dancing bitch, that's so scary.
1: (laughs) I just picture like the Peanuts, you know, their little, (laughs) their like little feet. Ew,
0: (laughs) fuck that.
1: Yeah, fuck that shit. (laughs) Finally, after 18 fucking months of all of this, as the entities got more aggressive, the rapes and sodomy apparently continued. Carmen and Al, Al's the dad, had finally had enough and contacted... The Warrens. <laughs> no <laughs> So enter the Warrens. <laughs>
0: enter the the loves of our lives who were the loves our lives in real life, but Enter Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiga. Yeah,
1: enter Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, not the con artists in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, this gets pretty bad. This gets pretty like not this gets pretty hoaxy okay just to like just to ruin it our entire lives it's fine so along with this guy named john zaffis who's kind of like a big paranormal investigator who debunks a lot of stuff because he truly really likes it he doesn't do it because he like wants to shit on everyone's parade he just really cares um so along with him a few other random investigators and the warrens they all moved into the house for several several weeks and experienced everything the net claimed during their time in the house, they claimed to have seen firsthand the damage of demons and and basically said they saw the family members being slapped, beaten, pushed, and slammed into the floor. Oh, like, you okay, Natasha? <laughs> mm. um, so an investigation into the history of the house supposedly revealed that one of the... They, they said that one of the undertakers, like literally one of the undertakers, one of the like, grave diggers... At the funeral home, or who was involved with the funeral home, was literally found guilty of necrophilia, and that Shit. this happened before the original morticians practiced "quote unquote" necromancy, and that ah! had "quote infused the home with a deep evil." End quote. So this is that in the movie. So cool. I think that in the movie was that the I think it maybe imply that there was necrophilia, but then I think it implies that the mortician or the doctor or whoever was in the basement did do necromancy and put bodies in the walls, I believe. I can't really remember. I, I really don't remember exactly. I forget why the it's bodies were in the walls. It's been a long time
0: since I've seen the movie, but I didn't yeah. realize that like so much of the movie actually happened
1: in yeah. real life. Yeah, bodies in the walls is not true. That did not happen. Damn it. <laughs> so that is the other half of this. That's the other like alternative version of the story. Some people say that the parents figured it out themselves, and then others say that they had no idea, which is kind of weird, until the Warrens were like, Hey, by the way, necromancer, necrophiliac necromancers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whoa, shit.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Necrophilic necromancers were in your, um, were in your basement.
0: <laughs> NBD. We're Philip <laughs> Prince Philip with cancer sleeps at night. I know
1: Black Philip. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Eventually got to the point where the Warrens were like, yeah, this place is fucking haunted. And they're like, we need to do a full scale exorcism on this on this place. So on September 6th of 1988, they it, records show that they performed an exorcism on the house and then judged that the house was cleared um, from all evil. Sure. How, yeah. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> however, things did continue despite the Warrens. So. Over the next few months, the same shit kept happening. Nothing, like things were quiet as usual for like a week or so. And then immediately everything just started happening again. And Carmen, the mother, does report that the last straw to her, <laughs> after all of everything. Uh, after
0: two years of being continuously <laughs> raped in your sleep by demons. By demons. And your sick as fuck son trying to rape your niece. And right?
1: It, it, you this is just crazy. You found out
0: it's a morgue. The, morti- the fucking Warrens roll up. What is her last straw? What the fuck could be... So the
1: last straw is one time she's just sitting and she's looking at her niece over by a window. And then she sees a ghostly hand reach up her niece's shirt and then the hand form the 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 body that was attached to that hand forms so the rest of the apparition forms and it was like the dark greasy haired one and it looked at her and hideously laughed as it groped her niece under her shirt ah yeah so she and then it and then it says it like flew above the niece and then flew out the window so apparently that was like the last straw and she was like okay we're fucking done and they got up and they moved so let's go to the truth about what what I'll like all of this i'm not going to go deep into it because it's kind of boring and it's kind of convoluted and a little bit of it is like a little contradictory um but basically long story short i said my so basically there we go we got it um i mentioned that this place is a duplex the other there is a single man that lived in the duplex um in that same house never reported a thing Previous tenants <laughs> never reported a thing as the landlady found the entire thing ridiculous. It was like, nobody has ever reported anything weird going on in this house. Yeah. After after this nedeker family left, multiple other people that have moved in there also report nothing ever happening in this house. Also, mm. on top of it, after the Warrens died or um, Ed Warren died the guy who wrote the book uh his name is Garton, uh, ray garten um he wrote the in a dark place the story of a true haunting and he wrote it about the like with the warrens after after he wrote that book and after ed warren died ray garten revealed that he was like hey like i'm getting conflicting accounts of what happened from both the mother and the father and all the kids and nothing's really add up and there was like a quote from ed that said you got some you've got some of the story just use what works and make the rest up just make it up and make it scary Ooh, and that's a quote shit. from him yeah that he said later so this whole thing is basically just like a total it just is just a total like you know not real but we can just ignore it and make ourselves believe that it's real but what makes me pissed off is that literally during all this time that the mom and dad are amping this up and trying and and getting media getting media attention off of it over about over the space of 2 years having the warrens come and look at it getting a book deal getting money for the book like while this is happening their son is literally diagnosed with schizophrenia and is you know put into psychiatric care for 45 days while he also has lymphoma it did go into regression um, during this 2 years as well But I just, I I mean, I don't know what was going on in the exact timeline, but I just, it just feels really see that the parents did this because it it can't have helped the son. Or you
0: you mentioned earlier that the parents moved there because they didn't really have much money. Yeah. This could have been a whole long thing to get money to pay for the medical bills for their son. Uh, No,
1: totally agree. Like Totally agree. His
0: disease is expensive. Psychiatric care is expensive. But then if you,
1: if you come down with, Schizophrenia and and you're trying to deal with this, and then your parents are saying that there's demons in the house and like trying to get you and the kids. Yeah, they're exploiting you. Yeah, like I don't know exactly what was going on, so it's just kind of weird and just seems kind of seedy. But it also does seem like there is the silver lining of they needed. A way to fund this, so they came up with the way to do it. You know,
0: they fucking came up with the fucking way to do. I need money. <laughs> Should I be like, my apartment's haunted? Yeah, bitch. come, come here, here, from me and Patrick, come- Patrick Wilson, Patrick Wilson, come, come. here. Yeah, come now, <laughs> <Full> Daddy. stop. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Wilson, come. Ooh, hot.
1: So yeah, hot. it's just like it just seems a little seedy. Um, the uh Philip, he did go into remission and. I think, and it was 2012, I think, or 2014. I forget the exact date. His cancer did come back, and he did die of cancer at that time. Yeah, By by Prince Philip. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the haunting of Connecticut, a.k.a. the Snedeker house haunting. Um, I think it's pretty fake, and it also is just, like, you know, evidence number five that the Warrens are con artists, but it's okay. (laughs) Because we we love love... Ed and Lorraine Warren. We love Lorraine. Yeah,
0: we love real life Lorraine Warren. Her husband was a total piece of shit. Yeah, but I do believe Lorraine Warren could like see ghosts and stuff, and she had some spooky shit. She just married poorly because Ed was a piece of motherfucking shit. I'm on the
1: fence. (laughs) I'm on the fence.
0: I want to believe it. We all want (laughs) that money, honey. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, at least they came up with a fun way for us to get money because at least now we get to be spooked. That's (laughs) true.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So, Chana. Anyways, how's your sex life?
0: It's you know <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I finally recovered from COVID. I'm still not doing anything this Halloween and I am coming up on my microdose right now. So yes. feeling good in the Come hood. up. <laughs> I'm about to go eat pizza and go watch the new Wes Anderson movie, so Hell I can yes. complain. So yeah. And I picked a really, really cute pumpkin to carve. Like it's a perfect pumpkin. Yay. Oh my excited. gosh.
1: I had some like I picked like five huge ass pumpkins this week for this weekend. I'm gonna carve Maybe two, but definitely at least one, of course. And I'm super excited. So it'll be super Hell good. yeah. How's i'm your sex life, Corey? It's good. I'm going to go... Um, this past weekend, I like... Wait, was it this past weekend? Where Where are we right now? Friday? Yeah. So last this past weekend, I got like crazy horny for like the entire... You know, however, it's just like your entire... Fo- I mean, like you don't get on apps and do all that shit. But yep. like for... For, like, literally Friday night and, like, half a Saturday, my, like, entire life was, like, trying to get shit done while being, like, aggressively horny on the app. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you were one
0: of those. You were, like, a power top. This yeah. Weekend. No,
1: seriously, though. And it was so far, hard to, to find, a like, a bottom because there's so many tops in Boise or quote-unquote tops in Boise.
0: Did you find a bottom?
1: Yeah, man, I found a bottom. So, <laughs> <God bless. laughs> so I like go to this guy's house on Friday night and I get to his house and he answers it and he's kind of shy and like a little giggly. And I'm like, okay, like you're like a 35 year old man and <laughs> you're like, you're- you own a house. Like, why are you being kind of nervous and weird? But I get it. We're you're on a, you're on a hookup. um, And so anyways, we start going at it. He goes down on me, I go down on him, and we just nice. start at, at the door. Like, I shut the door, and then we start.
0: <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's a, that's yeah. your favorite type of hookup. Corey. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> and clothes come off. So then I – and he's about, like, one, but he's pretty skinny, so he doesn't weigh a ton, so I pick him up. Oh! And, yeah, and I'm, like, holding him up and making out with him, and I'm like, so where's your bed? And he just starts kind of laughing, and then he's, like – or he's not like laughing, but he's like giggly and he's like, huh, ah. and he's like, actually, like, I'm sorry. I don't really want to do this. And he, I was like, Wait, what? And so I set him down <laughs> and I'm like, Are you okay? Am I like, did I do anything? Are you okay? Good like, for you,
0: Corey. That's a great way to respond. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he was like and he was like, No, it's fine, it's fine. I was like, Okay, cool. Well, I can go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put my clothes on. And I was like, Well, I I won't contact you. Do you are you just not interested in me? I, and, I, and, and tell me and I won't contact you or just text me later if you don't want to tell me in person because it's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not offended if I'm not for you when I showed up after you saw five pictures of me online. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and
0: like, I just want to make sure this is consensual what we're about to do. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So so he's like, no, like I'm into you. It's fine. And I was like, OK, that this is kind of weird. It's midnight. I drove over here and took 25 minutes. So I'm, and I'm like, OK, so this is kind of weird. So let's just like leave and just I'm probably not going to contact you but yeah. like have fun, have a good life. Bye. So it's kind of sad and kind of annoying. So the next whole day, I'm like super furiously, aggressively horny. Yeah. <laughs> but Anger then I find some horny. guy. Yeah. And then I find some guy on Saturday who is visiting town, um, for a marathon and like went to, went over to his hotel room and like, fucked his brains out. It was fun. Hell yeah. yeah bitch. That's some dom dumb. Energy. Energy.
0: <laughs> a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween,
1: everybody! I'm a top for Halloween.
0: (laughs) Corey's is dressing up as a top for Halloween. I'm dressing up as as uh, someone who's on mushrooms right now on Halloween. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Happy Halloween, everyone! Hope you get spooky and hope you get fucked
1: consensually. Consensually.
0: Corey, I love you. Have a safe weekend.
1: I love you too. Okay. Anyways. How's your
0: sex Mm. life? Ooh, Ooh. yeah, spread it. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye.